Lindsay. And I'm Lily. Today's episode is on health, specifically our journey with mental and physical health. Uh, so let's just dive right in, shall we? All right. Um, so first, I want to talk about like our physical health journeys. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, I'll go first. Absolutely. <laughs> go for it. Um, so growing up, I played every sport imaginable. Like I played uh, basketball, softball, I did gymnastics, I did competitive cheerleading, I did dance, swimming, wrestling, um, everything like that. Like I was always active and I was always doing the sport. Um, And freshman year of high school, I was on the swim team and I really started to not like the coach very much. And so I quit halfway through the year and I just started working out at home and running and kind of that kind of thing. And I got a little interested in losing just a little bit of weight. And so what I did was really minimal, actually. I just really paid attention to, um, like my mom was packing for my lunch and stuff like that. And I told her, don't put as many potato chips or put grapes instead or like that kind of thing. Like I was kind of watching my eating a little bit and I lost 10 pounds rather easily actually. Cause I think, um, a lot of that weight was from stress eating. Right. Cause I, um, didn't have a great transition from eighth grade to freshman year. It's a really hard transition. Yeah, and I'm I'm not good with change at all. So, um, yeah, I lost the 10 pounds rather easily. And then I kind of, I just kept running and, you know, I was like, oh, I'm working out. Ha ha. And my sophomore year is kind of when it became a shit show. (laughs) I started watching uh, bikini competitors online. Um, like on YouTube and everything and like following them. And if you don't know what a bikini competitor is, it's like a bodybuilding sport where basically these girls get so lean and it's a very unhealthy physique actually. And they only have it for a short period of time. But I was watching these videos and just thinking to myself, I need to look like those girls. Right. And so I started tracking what I ate and the calorie number got lower and lower and I slowly just started eating less than like a thousand calories a day and less than like 50 grams of carbs. And for those of you who aren't into like food or anything, a banana has about 30 grams of carbs in it. So I was barely eating anything at all. And I was working out super hard and running until my lungs were on fire. Um, I would run outside, even if it was hot, with like leggings and a sweatshirt on, just so I would sweat. And I got down to um, a low weight for me. It, it's not as low as most people that have like that kind of eating disorder, but it was a really low weight for me. And um, it was it was a dark time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really, really bad time. And I would also go through uh, these binge episodes where I would allow myself to have like a little bit of um, food and slowly I would just start eating everything. And afterwards I would feel extremely guilty about it. And 
everything like that. So it really wasn't fun at all for me. And what actually pulled me out of it was, um, summer of 2016, I did a triathlon mm-hmm. and I knew that I needed to eat more if I was going to succeed in doing this triathlon and succeed in the training and everything like that. So I, I started eating more. I completely stopped tracking what I ate, which I think really, really turned the tables. Um, because I wasn't focused on food anymore. I started focusing on fuel. You know, I needed fuel in order to, um, work out to the intensity that I was. And after that, my junior year, I kind of, I got into weightlifting and I am still doing weightlifting. I absolutely love weightlifting. It is something I'm really, really passionate about and I could see myself doing the rest of my life. So I'm really glad I got into it. And, um, so I, um, I got into weightlifting and I just kind of sort of watched what I ate. And my junior year, I actually went through a lot of like digestive issues where like, I don't know if this is TMI or anything, but like, I was like having diarrhea almost every single day. For us, this is not too much information. <laughs> Maybe for you guys, but Lindsay and I tell each other everything. I was really bloated and like gassy and just mm-hmm. uncomfortable literally every single day. And I cut out gluten and dairy and like, it still didn't help my stomach at all. And I went to see like three different doctors, including a gastrologist, and mm-hmm. they were like, I don't know what's wrong. (laughs) So that was helpful. Really, really, really helpful. But um, eventually it kind of went away. And today I, you know, I'm just working out and I'm trying to, I eat really healthy, actually. Mm -hmm. I think I eat pretty healthy compared to most people my age. And you're doing a lot better with eating too. Oh yeah. Like I've seen you fluctuate with like, not wanting to eat and wanting to eat and you're doing a lot better. So like, that's awesome to me. Yeah. I am like, I don't want, cause I've, I've gone back and forth. Like I really have, it's kind of been up and down with like tracking my food and being really motivated and wanting to get super lean. And then it's like, ah, oh, fuck it. No, I'm just going to live my life. Yeah. And then feeling guilty about eating and like it's even today, it's still like an up and down thing. It's a process, and I'm I'm one of my goals is to get through that and absolutely be in a good place with food and my body. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like I am a lot better today, and I I don't look at food as the enemy anymore, which right. is a, such a good thing. Like if you have ever had an eating disorder or like disordered tendencies, like I feel you. I seriously feel you and. Like, if you need somebody to talk to about that, you need to reach out to a professional, first of all. Right. But yeah, absolutely. It, if you need another person who's been there, I I totally be there for you. So. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, f- for me, I think mine has kind of been super steady throughout my whole life. I was super skinny as a kid and I did cheerleading and I loved it. And I was so strong and passionate about like cheerleading and gymnastics. And then I remember in fifth grade, 
it was time for me to become a woman. And then all of a sudden, this chest appears. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then there was just weight constantly being put on my body. And it was the hormones that were like happening in my system. Because when your girl gets her first period, I mean, like that happens, you're going to gain the weight. And then it's like scary as shit because you know, all this is happening. And I just remember like kids making fun of me and like telling me I was fat and no one's going to love me. Well, that made things worse because I just kept eating because I was sad. And that's how I've always been is like, I eat when I'm sad and that's so not okay. Um, but yeah, so cheerleading, gymnastics, I quit after like seventh grade because in seventh grade, I was called a whale by the other team at a basketball game. Um, and it was someone that I knew from church. Like oh that's gosh. the shitty part was like, I knew this kid, he was a pastor's kid. And he was like, ooh, look at that whale on the other team. She's got the biggest boobs. And I knew they were talking about me cause like, Every girl at our school was like this teeny tiny twig in seventh grade. And then there was me and I'm just not built like that. I am built completely different than Lindsay's built. Yeah. And that's totally normal. So you don't have to like follow these stereotypical girls on Instagram and feel like you're a piece of shit because you don't look like them. Yeah. You know, and I think it's taken me so long to realize that, but a little bit more about like, me was I kept putting on weight because I was sad and I kept eating because I was sad mm -hmm. and people kept making fun of me. So that made me even more mad and sad. So I kept eating and it, now I'm at this weight where like, it doesn't go away. I try so hard to be healthy and like work out. I know I could do so much better. I know that 110%, but it's also like your mental you know, mm -hmm. you're, I, yeah, your what's the word? Your mental state is exactly. like a lot better. Like you need to have a good mental clarity then right to work on your physical self. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm slowly getting to the point. And like Lindsay, having a friend like Lindsay, who's gone through what she's gone through and like is so passionate about being healthy and like working out and just, you know, doing all of that sort of stuff. Like it's really helped open my eyes a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And she's made me a chart and what to do in the gym. And she's told me what <laughs> to eat. Like it's awesome. And I appreciate it so much. And it's taking me so long to really fully understand it, but it's because I needed to get my mental state so much better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And like something I, I try to remind Lily all the time is um, there's something I learned in psychology called a set point. And mm -hmm. um, what set point really means is your body is comfortable at a certain weight and it teeter totters. Like it's, you're either above that weight or below that weight. Right. And um, that's just where your body likes to be. And women specifically um, usually yeah. have, a higher weight and higher body fat percentage biologically because we're supposed to carry babies and babies need to be grown in a healthy environment. Mm -hmm. So, and, and every single body is different. I, 
I have been at the way I currently am for the past two years, but my body composition has changed completely. Right. Like, even though I've lost fat, I've gained muscle, Mm -hmm. and I've stayed the same weight. Right. So, I mean, I think it's so difficult to understand for a while, like, why is my body the way that it is? Like, for me, it's always been like, why are my boobs this big? Like, why is my stomach carrying weight? the way a pregnant woman is instead of wide when my family is wide and I'm like, yeah, looking like I'm pregnant, you know, like mm-hmm. I just carry weight completely different. And my thighs, like I love my thighs. Yeah. I know that's like a weird thing to love about yourself, but like, no, not at all. I love them. And I know that they're bigger, but like, I'd rather carry the weight in my legs <laughs> than in my stomach. So like, I'm all here for it. Yeah. And I like what you said that everybody carries weight differently. And that's so true. Like some people just don't hold fat in their stomachs and that's why they have flat tummies. But those people who have flat tummies might carry their weight in their arms or their legs. Right. And we're all, and it's not just women, it's men too, who are so insecure about their body. Like I'm talking to this guy right now and He's got the best looking abs I have ever seen. (laughs) And he was like, they could be better. And I'm over here like, what are you talking about? You're great. You look amazing. And he's like, but they could be better. So like everybody has their insecurities. And I think you've got to get to that mental state and really understand yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you can work on your physical appearance. Because what is beauty on the outside when you have no beauty on the inside? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like... It's so difficult to wrap your head around that concept, but you have to be like, you have healthy and happy and confident before you can change anything else. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. I think most, the reason why most people who try to lose weight and don't is because they really don't understand how much of a mental aspect it is to Mm -hmm. like have healthy lifestyle and that's what it is like it it really is a lifestyle change and I I'm such an advocate for having an active lifestyle and eating healthy because it really because also you know eating healthy does um you know I think it helps a lot more with your mental state as well yeah because you feel clean you feel good like Mm -hmm. your mental state affects your physical state and your physical state affects your mental state. It's like a big circle. Right. Yeah. And I think like, I think now we can talk a little bit about our mental journey just to like kind of feed into that because mine is, they match up so well. The reason why I'm heavier is because of the way that I grew up and how unhappy I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about my mental journey and my mental health. So I was diagnosed this past year and we've known this since I was seven years old. Um, but I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, depression, and extremely high anxiety. So that just means I'm fucked up. (laughs) Um, And I don't take medication. I took medication for a while. And this is something that I think everyone needs to understand. Medication helps, but you have to get it right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 
My bipolar medication knocked out my depression uh, medication. So it was just my bipolar and my anxiety. Well, then what happens to my depression? I get more depressed and upset. Well, then we got me on a different depression medication, but then it canceled out my anxiety medication. And like, you really have to find that balance. And what sucked for me was I was a zombie through the whole thing. Yeah. For like two months, I was at this state of just like, my parents were scared to death. Yeah. Excuse the dog. <laughs> um, my parents were scared to death because they thought I was going to commit suicide. Yeah, because I was, was in such a bad state. Yeah, I can tell you whenever she was on the medication, she wasn't herself. Like, she just was tired and... I was wasn't not happy. Passionate about anything. No. Like, not lively at all. I... And it wasn't just the look of me. I mean, you could look at me and you could be like, she's on her medication. Yeah. But, like, I worked a summer camp. And I snapped at everyone, even my best friend that was there. Yeah. I snapped at him so hard that weekend. I felt so bad. I bought him a cake and I was like, I'm off my meds now. Here you go. Sorry. I fucked up. Yeah. You know, like it was just a bad situation. Mm -hmm. And ever since I was seven years old, my parents knew that there was something different. There was something off. I hated being around people. I was in my room alone constantly. It was just like, I was depressed since the age of seven and it wasn't my fault. It was nothing my parents could have done. Mm -hmm. It was just what's in my brain. Yeah. And that, that's fine. If you have depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder, like it's okay. You will get through a little bit of it. It will never fully go away. That's something that I hate when people are like, it's going to go away. You're going to get through it. Bitch, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's still going to be in the back of my brain, but you have to ignore it. Mm -hmm. And you have to overcome it. And that's what I'm really learning right now, that it was okay. And I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I hadn't gone through so much shit. Yeah. You know? And then when I was 16, 14 and 16, I was sexually abused, which made it even worse. Yeah. And so that just kept building up and then we wouldn't talk about it. And then I had to go see a therapist and my therapist would judge me because it was a Christian therapist. And she was like, why would you put yourself in this situation to get, you know, to get forced onto? And like, that's not something that a 16 or 17 year old girl should be hearing. No, not it's, at all. I support you and I appreciate you coming to me and like wanting to get help. Yeah. So I stopped seeing a therapist. I stopped on medication. And might I say, having a friend like the friends that I have, whether they're miles away and I just get a Snapchat saying, I miss you, or I can call Lindsay at any time. Or I can go and see my other friend, Kat, like, at any moment. It's so nice because they understand how sad I used to be. Yeah. And how uncomfortable I used to be. But now I can walk into a room and I smile and I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, I can talk to everybody. And it's because I slowly started to overcome all of this not fully, but just a little bit. And it's because yeah. of the people around me. Yeah. And I think like you, like we talked in the last episode, you got out of those toxic friendships and then you um, got out of a job that was 
really, really bad for you. Me. And so making those small little changes and just like knowing you are worth so much more. Right. Like helped tremendously. Yeah. And I, I think everybody needs to kind of put that in the back of their heads. Like you are worth more than you think you are. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I think also that's like really helping me through so much, especially the transition I'm dealing with, with work, with having to move with my job. I mean, I don't have to, I'm willingly going to um, where I'm going to with my job, but I just like, I found something I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and Lindsay can see it on my face every time I talk about this, but I want a van. I want to go live (laughs) in a van. And the fact that like I found people who are doing that and like I see it on YouTube and I see how amazing this kind of experience is. Well, I'm passionate about it. I finally found something that I want to do and no one is stopping me except for myself right now. And I think it's because I realized like I'm still going on this mental journey. I still need to fully figure myself out one before loving anyone else Mm -hmm. and two before going after something that like I'm scared to do but it's also really exciting. So it's kind of just like fixing that mental block, you yeah. know what I'm like? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a journey. It is. It's a journey. And if one road fails and it starts to get bumpy, turn around, retrack your steps and go on a different road. Yeah. I think that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. You can retrace it at any time and really see like, I'm going to be okay let's just kind of fix and tweak this one a little bit more, you know? Yeah. What about you and like your stuff that's happened? Um, mine's not like as in depth as that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's all right. Um, I don't know. I, I was, I was a very happy child. I feel like, and, um, I guess this kind of goes along with my physical health just because an eating disorder is just as much a physical thing as it is a mental thing. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I don't even know if I've told you about this or anything, but I went through puberty really early, like fourth grade early. Oh yeah. 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 And, um, so I was like 10 and I was going, my body was going through these changes and everyone around me was not. And so I felt like an outcast. Yeah. I felt like an outcast because I was like, my body is changing and I don't understand what's happening. Nobody else is. I remember I had to get like a real bra for the first time. That's the scariest shit ever. I told one of my friends about it. I told one of my friends at the time, yeah, I'm getting a new, uh, like a real bra. And she came to me the next day and was like, I talked to my mom about it and you're not supposed to get one of those kinds of bras until you're like in seventh grade. And it made me feel awful about myself because I was like, oh my gosh, something is wrong with me. So it kind of started this really bad insecurity about my body. And mm-hmm. um, I I was really insecure for as long as I can remember really. And um, I guess I didn't really have... Um, like a battle with depression until I got to high school. And like I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, I had, I had a really hard time transitioning to high school Mm -hmm. and it was a big change. And, 
I was, I thought I had to know exactly who I was and what I wanted to be right. when I was 14. And that's just not, not true the case. At no, all. I'm 18 and I still don't have to know what I want to do. No, like yeah. it's fine. Um, and I was just really sad all the time. And, uh, my energy was drained. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the worst things about having depression is that you're tired and you're tired of being tired. It's exhausting. Yeah. And like, I know this is so strange, but when I was laying, like I would lay in bed for like three days straight, mm -hmm. the whole entire weekend, you could not get me out of my room. Mm -hmm. And I would walk around the house and it exhausts me. Hmm. And then I'd have to go back to bed, but I didn't want to go back to bed. I wanted to be up and around, but like, I was so sad. I was tired. Like, yeah. is that kind of where you're yeah, like, a little I, bit, yeah. a little bit where, but I'm, I'm saying more like I would wake up tired and yeah, I would just, I would just go through the motions of the day and not have really any excitement or happiness. Mm -hmm. and, and I just go to bed and wake up and do it all over again. And, everything like that. So, I mean, I was just, like I said, tired of being tired. And my sophomore year was such a bad year for me with the eating disorder and everything. Cause that's, oh, that's hard. It's Especially such, in middle or like in high school. Yeah. I mean. It's such a mental game. Like I was also in a, like a bad relationship at that time too. Not uh, just friend, like friendship, but like a, a boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And so, I was dealing with so much and I was just so sad and I, I hated my body and I hated that I hated my body and I, I felt trapped because I knew like losing so much weight and eating so little was bad for me, yet I couldn't stop myself to do it. Yeah. So that was just a really hard mental journey and my junior year, um, Junior year is hard for anyone. <laughs> That's when we met. Yeah. Yeah. You and were stressed. I, I literally, I'll just tell you my schedule a little bit. I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning and I went to the gym. Um, and then I got to school by 8.45 or sometimes 8 if I had to go to tutoring. And then I would be in school until 3.30. And then from 3.30 to 6, I would go to work. And with me, <laughs> which is a trip on its own. <laughs> and I would, I would have to be present because I worked with kids. So like you have to be attentive and you have to be energetic because children feed off of your energy. Oh and when you it's walk, exhausting. when you walk in that room and you're sad or you're pissed off, they know it and they push your buttons even more. And then it gets worse. Yeah. Oh my God. It was a <laughs> shit show. y'all. <laughs> but, um, and then at the end of my junior year in April, my mom got diagnosed with leukemia. And so I, I honestly could not tell you what happened the last month of my junior year. Cause I seriously don't remember. But it was so intense. I, I seriously don't remember. Um, I barely slept. Just because I, I had to get up in the morning, I had to go to work, and then after work, I would drive an hour to the hospital to see her, and then I'd have to come home and do homework. And not only was she working and going to school, she was running a household while her mom was in the hospital. Yeah. Like, it was a journey. Yeah. And to see her the way she was, 
was so sad. I remember I went home and cried for like a couple hours and I was like, mom, I just want to fix her and I want to fix her mom and I want to make her so much better because y'all are such amazing people. It sucks to see such an amazing family go through so much shit. Yeah, and, and we can get into this journey a little bit yeah. more in depth in another episode. Um, but yeah, it was really, really difficult for me, and I, I grew up a lot. I really did grow up a lot from that experience. And um, since that, um, and since I kind of got out of my really bad eating disorder, I, I kind of got not bad obsessed, but I got really into um, mental health and just living a healthy lifestyle. I started watching uh, Tony Robbins. The I still, like watched his movie that was on Netflix. I started reading his books. I started listening to podcasts more. Um, Brene Brown, you know, like I listened and read about um, people who were like living good lives and they were teaching other people how to live a great life and just self-help in general. And yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And I want to be a life coach. So I want to help other people with their, you know, physical journey or their mental journeys as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that goes into our next point is like our goals. And we want to share our goals with you guys so that you know, kind of where to hold us accountable and how we can help you guys be accountable for your goals. So like, what are some of your goals coming up, whether it's physical, mental, or like a business goal to help other people? Um, well, physical goal, uh, something, some plan that I've kind of had for a while is, um, I really want to go on a cut, like a, not an intense cut, but kind of a more um, lax cut mm -hmm. um, where I lose weight and get lean. And then I want to do like a six month bulk and I possibly will do a powerlifting meet as well. I'm really into weightlifting and powerlifting and I think it would be so cool to get like fucking strong as yeah. well and just, yeah. And then I'll do like another cut until I'm happy with my eating and my body and I'll probably just maintain that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really my physical like goals. And then mentally, I, I just really want to be in tune with my feelings and my body and my mind and just mm -hmm. be in balance. Absolutely. <laughs> Being Zen is, I'm all for it. Yes. And then Absolutely. of course I, I would love to have a business where I help people find their balance as well. Yeah. 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 What about you? Um, I think for physical, I feel like I don't need to lose weight to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of awesome because I'm confident in where I am, but I would like to. Yeah. So like, I want to just be more healthy and lose weight if I can. If I can't and my body's not going to let me, then my body's not going to let me right now. Yeah. And that's not where we're, you know, like I'm not going to be upset about it. So like, if I can go through the motions and like, I want to eat better. Yeah. I want to just go on it like for like two weeks. I just wanted to be fruits and vegetables for a while just to kind of like see what I'm 
able to have and not able to have and then slowly kind of transition my body back into certain carbs and proteins and stuff like that to see kind of what my body reacts to to kind of like learn what my diet's gonna look like in the future yeah yeah and I think for my mental journey I think I just want to kind of just relax and feel not so uptight about stuff Mm -hmm. Because when I do, it makes me anxious and, like, scared. And I think with our podcast, I was scared to put up the first episode, y'all. I like, was we were terrified. terrified. We were both terrified. And I think that once we did it, I felt a little bit more confident. And I was like, okay, let's record another one. Mm-hmm. Let's do another one. Let's write the blog post. Yeah. So, like, just kind of being more content in what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think with, like, my job... I'm going to be moving, so I'm scared to death. Yeah. I, I'm terrified, but I'm also really excited. So, like, I want to build my brand on social media, just kind of encouraging others to do what they love and, you know, seek the discomfort. I'm all for the yes theory. Yes. Shout out to them. Be comfortable. In those situations. Yeah, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's something I I really want to start implementing into my life. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast earlier today that talked about this girl going on these adventures every single weekend, like religiously every single weekend. She would go on these hikes or surfing. She would travel to these places and try new things. And she said now, you know, one she's not scared because once she commits to it she she never fails she's all in she's all in Mm -hmm. and you know for someone who's about to go to college i'm i'm terrified absolutely i know that i need to do it and i know that it's going to be for the better right yeah i think another thing that i want to work on now this might be for all of the men and ladies out there the other day we went to a farm and i saw the most handsome farm boy i have ever (laughs) seen oh good lord i wanted to just like have his baby right then and there like he was (laughs) not in a weird way okay not in a weird way i just thought he was so attractive and like his accent was so cute southern boys have the best accents um and so i was like texting Lindsay as we're on this hay ride and i'm like lins he's so hot and she was like, just go ask for his number. And I did, and we talked to each other about seeking discomfort, like, earlier that day yeah, and the night before. And I was like, are you kidding me? No way. And I regret it. I regret just not saying anything at all. I literally was like, thanks for the hayride. And, like, pretty much ran off. I was so scared. Ran away. <laughs> but, like, I want to work on, like, seeking that discomfort. Yeah. You too. know? And I think Absolutely. that's not just, like a goal for my life, but like a mental goal. And I can do that for a physical goal. I think that's such a thing that I need to start living by. Yeah. Cause well, I think once you start doing uncomfortable things, you become more confident and you yeah. start to realize, wow, I can, I can do these hard things. I can do these really scary things yeah. and I'm fine. <laughs> Look at me. I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. The worst that person could have done was say no to me. Yeah. And I didn't do it. Yeah. And I should have. Yeah. Because I I just wanted to snuggle with the cows, dude. (laughs) 
She has this weird obsession with cows. I love farm animals, okay? My parents want to own a farm. Okay, well, I want to own a farm, too. So, like, but I just wanted to snuggle with the cows, and I should have just asked him for his number, and if I can go hug the cow. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. Anyways, this is taking a really weird turn. Um, We want to hear about what your goals are, how you can achieve them, and how we can help you achieve them. Yeah. If there's any way we can help you achieve them. Yeah, of course. And if you just want to share yours, I know I I love <laughs> love may not be the right word, but I I like to share my eating disorder journey now that it's been a couple of years mm-hmm. because I can tell people like I've been there, I've been down that path and some of the girls that I've told that to, they're like, "Oh my gosh, like I've done the same thing." And they didn't realize. And they thought they were alone. And in that moment, they were like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And that's something I, you guys, you are not alone. You are never, ever alone. There's always someone who has been through something similar or there's someone you can talk to about it. You're never alone. And if you think you are, please reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. We're here to listen and to respond as much as possible. And because we're starting this out, we don't have, like, any followers. So if you guys want to (laughs) message us, we would love to talk to you about anything at all. Whether it is physical, mental, emotional health, like, anything like that. Or if it's about relationships, friendships, you know. Anything. Anything we've talked about. (laughs) Anything. And then some. Yes. We can talk about anything. (laughs) Yeah, we really can kind of a problem. It is. We've been talking for almost 40 minutes about life and the shit we've gone through. Um, So we would love to hear everything you guys have to say, whether you can email it to us or there's a comment section on our website. You can go on there. Um, It'll be in the description of this episode so that you guys can go and comment and let us know kind of what your your goals are and what you're going through and how we can help you guys. Cause that's what we're here for. We're here to be the big sisters <laughs> or the younger sisters. I'm, I don't know how old you are. So yeah, whatever is fine. Yeah. Our website and everything is going to be linked as well as our personal Instagrams and yeah. Twitters. So please give us a follow, a like, a, yeah. a comment. Whatever is good for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, tune in next week for our, um, Next week is life advice. Yes. So don't forget to tune into that. We thank you and appreciate you. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.